The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, a very special milestone episode 50, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing? Sprinkles. <laughs> and the brother. The my commercial. Brother, the commercial. Man, come on. I didn't get it. <laughs> you guys stop. Come on. Scoop. There it is. Scoop. There it is. Swing and a miss. That's the first one on TV over my right head. now. <laughs> <laughs> Completely Thank over you. my head. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. And I, I messed up Taylor's intro anyway, so I get another chance. The man behind the board, my brother Taylor. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good. This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it. What's going to be great is on the podcast. What's going to be great is on the podcast when the music is playing and you're, we're pretending that it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm actually a good. Re- and- I did promise them that we were uh, a first-class production. So. Right. <laughs> we're off to a great start. All right. Before we introduce our guests, make sure you check out the brand new mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your new favorite podcast. Help us make this show bigger and better than ever before. Become a patron on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash mbnnetwork. Sign up to get bonus episodes and to be entered into monthly giveaways and more. And shout out to our sponsors, Unomia CBD. That's E-U-N-O-M-I-A-C-B-D.com. Use promo code MBN for 20% off free shipping and a free gift. That's UnomiaCBD.com. So this week, our guests are the people behind Lehigh Valley Beer Week. So first, uh, let's introduce the president of Lehigh Valley Beer Week uh, from, is it Wilbur Mansion? Correct. Jesse, how you doing, Jesse? Good, how are you doing? Doing good. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, the treasurer of Lehigh Valley Beer Week uh, from Spinnerstown Hotel. Anna, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for being here. All right. And Craig, I, I don't know what your official title is, Craig. I didn't find that, but Craig. I think it's, I think it's actually a new kid on the block. There you go. I'm the, I'm the new guy on the board. So, so you've actually been on the show before um, when we did the this special episode for McCall. So uh, thanks for coming back and hanging out. My pleasure. Absolutely. All right. So um, for the new people to the show, Jesse and Anna, um, we like to get to know a little bit about your beer background. So um, I looked at like the Spinnerstown website. Um, It looks like you guys are heavy into craft beer and that's, you know, kind of part of what you do at the restaurant. Um, Jesse, I know you've got a craft beer background as well, but, um, you know, I'll start with you, Anna. Do you remember that moment or that beer that kind of got you into really liking craft beer and, um, you know, making that part of your, um, your business? Well, so I'm actually third generation at Spinnerstown hotel. Um, and so my main influence is beer in beer has always been my dad. Um, he is huge into craft beer. He brought Belgian beer and all those weird styles, uh, (laughs) kind of into Spinnerstown. And he was always the one that, distributors they were like i have this keg it's really expensive i don't know what to do with it and he said bring it on let's do it um so he was a huge influence in my beer tastes and styles um and that kind of just morphed into i just really absolutely love all of the ipas and things that are going on with that but i can still uh, really enjoy those traditional Belgians, the saisons and triples and things like that, which are more of his style, my dad's style. Um, but I do remember the very first beer, aside from like sneaking ones from your parents, um, <laughs> that right. I had was Young's Double Chocolate. Um, okay. It was just so good and delicious. Uh, I absolutely loved it. And so, uh, yeah, and then somehow I just started moving into IPAs and um, – that's a big part of what I drink right now. Yeah, awesome. Very cool history. I'm excited to learn more about uh, Spinnerstown. If uh, we'll roll back to There's that, a lot of end. history. That's for sure. Awesome, Jesse. Uh, how about you? I mean, I, I, you know, I think Mr. Steve actually saw some uh, some of the background that you have at different places that you've worked and uh, being in the industry for a while. But um, do you remember having like maybe that gateway beer that got you into 
really wanting to be a part of craft beer? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I guess it would probably be in college or we thought we were cool in high school. Um, you know, we were all 21 in high school. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, yeah, we, we all drank Yingling in high school, you know, when everyone brought, you know, Natty ice or, or beast or whatever to a party, we snuck in, uh, bottles cause we were that classy. We had <laughs> bottles, uh, cause it wasn't cool to drink canned beer at that point. Um, we drank bottles of Yingling and we thought that was, we were, we were pretty, pretty cool for that. And then, Going into college, um, we started uh, home brewing in college, and then just you know, kind of, they didn't call it craft beer then. Uh, they it was like micro beers, so you mm-hmm. go somewhere and it was like, oh, you could get you know, uh, import or domestic or micro. You know what I mean? And there'd be like one, you know, it'd be like I don't know, like Pete's Wicked Ale or like uh, or you know, Sierra Nevada was always a you know like the staple. Mm-hmm. So I think just being in college. Um, and home brewing, and then just kind of like I remember uh, going to you know one of my friends' parties who had an older brother, and him and his friends were, were drinking Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and just trying one of those and being like, Gah! like what, what is this? Ta-? Like this is like just like taste, just like smack me in the face with all, and like you know that was like the hoppiest thing I've ever experienced at that point. Um, and now you know now if you drink a Sierra Nevada Pale, it's like it's like drinking like a light light beer. Um, but uh, yeah, that's you know that's always I've. I love beer and I've always, uh, I've always loved it probably, you know, way earlier than I was supposed to, but, uh, yeah. Nice. Craig, uh, remind us, what was your gateway beer? Uh, it was probably magic hat number nine. Yeah. I actually had it. It was probably the worst time to have it. It was tailgating at the Phillies game. It was like 90 degrees and we had bottles of variety pack from magic hat and number nine just, just hit home for me. And it was not a good beer to drink when it's like 90 degrees out, but it, it did it. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, um, I guess, Jesse, this next one will probably be for you. Um, if I understand it correctly, um, you're the founder, the one that started the Lehigh Valley Beer Week. Um, give us a little bit of history of, you know, what the first one was like and, and why you started it. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was with the, with the Brewworks then, and, um, you know, we did a lot of different uh, beer events and, you know, beer festivals and things like that, and just, you know, just being from the, the Valley you know, I guess the, the story I've told is, you know, that I remember is just, I remember sitting on my back porch drinking a beer during Philly Beer Week. And just like, it just hit me that I just, no, 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 just like, why, why don't we do this here? You know, we do so much in the Lehigh Valley. There's so many cool festivals, you know, and just wondering, you know, why don't we do this here? And, um, you know, I remember talking to people at first, I remember, you know, and everyone thought I was crazy. Cause they're like, you know, never that's, that's, you know, you're going to try to get competition to work together. You know, that's not, you know, we don't do that. Um, but you know, just in being in the, in the industry and doing beer festivals and stuff like that, and just being a, I just, you know, going to a lot of, you know, going to Porter's, going to Spinner's town, you know, you know, talking to, talking to Shangies, you know, people, when I go there and stuff like that, just kind of realizing like, all right, this is like the group of people that, you know, are, are into craft beer and just kind of making some, some blind phone calls. Um, you know, I think Larry Porter, uh, from, from Porter's pub in Easton, um, might've been one of the first people I called. Cause I just know that, you know, Porter's pub was always like, you know, the staple craft beer bar for me, you know, um, and then just, you know, having a meeting and, you know, we hooked up with, uh, with Anna and her, her, her dad, John at, at Spinnerstown and Spinnerstown has been like, you know, the craft beer place, you know, that you could always get beer that you couldn't get anywhere else around, uh, forever. So just, you know, and then, um, you know, just Shangy's distributed our beer. So just having the connection with Shangy's, you know, and then once we had, you know, you kind of have all these, you know, key players, you know, that, that, you know, wanted to, wanted to, you know, didn't know what it didn't know what it would be, but just kind of like, yeah, sure. You know? And then, um, after a lot of meetings, a lot of conversations, we pulled the first one off, you know, by the skin of our teeth. And, uh, you know, I remember sitting in a booth, uh, with, uh, with Pat from Shangy's, uh, who's on our board as well. Um, and we were just literally just making events up, you know, like, well, this, this bar said they'd be in, uh, we're going to do, you know, you know, bells and like, how can we make that? Like we were like basically like making the events just based on what they had on tap, you know? And then, 
it got, you know, it, it, it got picked up and, you know, people were into it. And, um, you know, when we had the entire year to kind of plan out the next one and then had a lot of meetings and kind of, you know, I think everyone in the Valley kind of saw, you know, that we were onto something and then, you know, just, you know, it means so much when, you know, like I said, for me being a, just a craft beer fan and just, you know, with these restaurants that I go to or these breweries that I go to, you know, and just when they say like, yeah, we're, we're on board. You're like, all right. You know what I mean? So it, it would, Lehigh Valley Beer Week would be absolutely nothing if, you know, if the Lehigh Valley wasn't so, you know, into craft beer and that the, the, the venues wouldn't be so cool. I mean, you know, I think there's so many different, you know, ways this could have gone down where everyone could have just, you know, thumbed their nose at this whole thing. And, um, but you know, we have so many just really cool down to earth people that run bars and restaurants and breweries and distributors in this area that, you know, everyone kind of took a chance and, uh, you know, here we are almost, we're almost 10 years into this thing now. So can you oh, give me an crazy. idea of like what the, um, what the venues are and some of your favorite past events? Yeah. What the, uh, the venues, um, you know, and it, it varies year to year. Um, the coolest thing about Burek has been that the Lehigh Valley brewery scene has literally just grown, you know, at the, at the, you know, if it's just coincidence or whatever, but it's just, it's grown at the same time that every year there's, there's a new brewery to, to join Lehigh Valley Brewery, but then also just to, to join the Lehigh Valley. Um, and then, you know, there's just those. So every year it's cool to see some new places, you know, kind of come into play. Um, you know, and, you know, to be honest, some, some venues, you know, put more in than others. And, you know, those are the, those are the venues that have established themselves as just being like, the place to be, you know, where, you know, they've just been doing this for a long time. And, you know, some people think like they can just put a beer on tap and, and, and call it a, call it an event. And then, you know, wonder why, you know, not that many people showed up and then you have people, I mean, every year, you know, when we, when we do interviews and things like that, you know, it's so, so awesome to just talk about what the, what the events are. Like we've done, I mean, name anything that could happen and somehow find a way to tie that to beer. And it's been an event for, you know, we, there's been haunted houses and there's been, you know, huge, you know, the hotel Bethlehem throws this like humongous beer fest. Um, you know, there was one time at uh, Liberty street where they had like a, like a WWF like uh, costume contest. And I mean like, and the news was there and people were like into it. I mean, like it's just, it's, I mean, it's anything under the sun. I mean, obviously you have all the classic stuff of, you know, doing beer dinners and then you have places, you know, that, you know, the breweries, you know, put out their, the really rare stuff, you know, the stuff they've been aging in barrels, um, or that, you know, the, the, you know, you have places like Spinner's town, you know, who, who always has a, you know, Russian river day and you, you can't get Russian river anywhere around here. So, you know, they have a line out the door, you know, the, you know, was it last year? I think I was there, but the year before it snowed and, they they have like a line out the door and, and it's snowing and, 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 you know, I don't know if you're familiar with where Spinnerstown is, it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. So, um, I mean, people are just, are just coming out no matter what the weather's like, because you know, the beer has spoken, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's amazing. Anna, tell me about, um, some of the events that you've done at Spinnerstown and, and you know, what, what kind of crowd comes in and what during, you know, the beer week. Yeah, for sure. So definitely piggybacking off of what Jesse said, those Russian River days are one of the, like, people take off for those days. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're not going to work that day. We know it's going to be, normally it's like a Tuesday or Thursday. Mm -hmm. And we say the beer is going to be tapped and available at pick a time, 2 p.m. And people are here when you could sit at a bar. People are at the bar uh, waiting to get that beer. So it's a whole big thing. Uh, there was one February where it was a beautiful weather like today and our deck was full. Um, so it's, it's really, really awesome. We do a lot of beer dinners. Um, one of my favorites last year, we did a beer brunch with uh, free will and iron Hill. Um, and that, that was just a really, really fantastic, fantastic dinner. Um, we'll do, Side-by-side uh, -side tastings where you can try a beer. My dad likes to hide beer away for years and years and years. So you can try a beer from five years ago and then one today, the same style or the same beer. Oh, that's uh, awesome. So that's always really, really cool. 
where you, you can guys see do that, that and taste the difference between what aged beers are and what non-aged beers are. And um, you always do the local we'll do, at the Gets event too, right? Yeah, yeah. We like to kind of uh, we're impatient sometimes, so we like to do things a little early. So we'll do a as local as it gets the Friday before um, Beer Week, because Beer Week starts on a Saturday. So we get um, local breweries, and we'll get a keg, a half keg or a six still from them, and we'll tap that, and that'll kind of kick everything off for us. But they're getting, but they're getting beers from, from breweries that, you know, typically don't distribute, like where, like, the brewers are like, I, I don't, they don't distribute to other bars. They literally have, like, the brewer or the owner, like, driving a, a keg over in their car just because of the relationship that, you know, they've had with, with spinners down for so long where they're like, you can't get that beer. Even though it's local, you can't get that beer anywhere except for in that physical brewery. So just seeing that like, you know, Mm -hmm. connection and like, you know, brotherhood, uh, you know, it's just, that's what's so cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And my dad's been doing this for a while and he makes a lot of really good long lasting connections. Um, and that's always the fun thing about beer is the people that you meet so having different events that bring different people together has always been a lot of fun and um, just just great, really is. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's something that a lot of people that are outside the industry don't understand is that everybody's friendly. All the brewers, all the distributors, you know, the, the rising tide raises all ships. Everybody is just so into helping out each other and, and it's a really great brotherhood as you say. Um, Let's talk about this year's Lehigh Valley Beer Week. Obviously, with COVID, things are changing. What's the plan for this year? I know the dates of May 15th through the 22nd are out there. What's kind of the outline for this year? Yeah, so we, um, you know, we had to make a call. Um, You know, the only only positive side that we've seen um, so far with this year with COVID is that, uh, you know, everyone's become much better at Zoom. So we've uh, actually gotten, in my opinion, like much more. Except us. Yeah. Except us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, where we've been able to actually as, you know, uh, you know, our board of directors, you know, we all run businesses. So, you know, it's, it's super tough to get us together. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that was always the, the hardest thing was we'd have a meeting and then, you know, people would have to cancel or would have to get postponed. So we've actually been able to, to meet a lot more. And then this year we, um, we added uh three new board members. So, you know, we added Craig, uh, from a call and then, um, Keith Plunkett, uh, who's, um, been all over the place was with funk and now he's doing some stuff from a call and, uh, you know, some independent stuff as well. And then, um, uh, Kurt, the owner of hijinks is now on the board as well. So, uh, we've kind of added some new faces to the board of directors, you know, um, you know, everybody has, you know, you know, kind of a new set of skills and, you know, bring some, some new stuff to the table. So, you know, we're, we're revitalized, we're, we're energized. We have some, you know, some new, uh, you know, ideas and, and, and that's been really exciting. And then, you know, we had to, you know, kind of make the call, uh, you know, maybe a few months ago to just, we just, we couldn't, we, we wanted to pull off, we have Iberic, um, you know, which would be like right now. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, we, we just didn't think it was the right time. We wanted to do it because Lehigh Valley Burek's thing has always been, you know, let's try to get people outside of their houses when it's, when it's a crappy time of year, it's February, it's snowing, like I said. And, um, you know, that's been, you know, that's been the goal of like, you know, we could, we could do this in the summer, but that's when every festival is and things like that. So we've always tried to keep it in the winter to kind of, you know, make sure that's, that's the thing to kind of, you know, the, the goal of Lehigh Valley Burek is to, you know, to, to, excite people about craft beer and get people to go to these venues um, when, you know, it's two degrees out and you're like, I don't want to leave my house. So, you know, so anyway, we had to make the call to, you know, to postpone it. It just didn't seem right with just the way things are. Um, and then, you know, we found a, you know, having, you know, breweries uh, represented on the board, you know, the summer, the spring and summer is, you know, it's beer fest season. So, you know, there's a beer fest, you know, almost every weekend, you know, from, from June to, you know, October. So, you know, the breweries, you know, typically are, are busy doing all that stuff. So we had to find a, a week where, where that wasn't happening. So may seem great. And then obviously just knowing that, you know, when it's warm out, you know, the outdoor events will, are, will be huge. And, you know, I saw a lot of things, you know, last spring and summer, you know, working in restaurants that, you know, people still come out, you know, it's just, you know, feeling that, you know, that safety of being outside and things like that really kind of, 
is a game changer right now. So now I'm at the point where like my mind is kind of like just blown where I just, I'm thinking like, wow, we've never been able to do outdoor. We have Iberic events. Like this might be, you know, we turned like, this is like, ah, oh, this is probably going to be like the worst. We have Iberic into being like, this could actually be the best one. Um, because you know, these, these venues that have been doing beer week for, for so many years, um, you know, that guy said, that's always been the coolest thing about beer week is just seeing like the creativity that, that these venues put together. Cause you can't do the same event. You know, if there's, if there's 40 different people doing beer dinners, you know, no one's going to go to them. So every year everyone has to, you know, in friendly competition, try to have the coolest event to try to drive people their way. Um, and now that, you know, outdoors is an option. Like I am very excited to see what that, what that holds. Yeah, absolutely. So I see there's uh, on the lehighvalleybeerweek.com, there is an event for this weekend. Yeah, I got to hear a little bit more about that because I see a Ralphius variant on there and that immediately perks my interest because I'm a big Ralphius fan. (laughs) Oh, she's drinking it right now. She's she's going to rub it in and she's drinking it now. That's not very nice. We know someone someone who got a beer named after her. I'm not jealous. <laughs> so, like, all right, Anna, get into it. Just let's let's break it down. What do we got? So, um, I have been doing an infusion at the restaurant, um, just with bourbon, and it has apricots and cherries and vanilla and clove, um, and then some citrus with lemon and orange. And it's kind of like an introduction to bourbon. It's a little bit sweeter, a little more approachable, um, <clears throat> maybe for people that don't like bourbon, but. We have guests that absolutely love bourbon, and they still drink the crap out of it. So a bunch of the guys from Free Will, uh, they come up all the time. We have a great relationship with them. And uh, they like drinking the Anna's bourbon in old fashions. Um, and so Brett was here one day, and he was like, you know what would be great? Let's do a Ralphius variant of this. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so... Um, we pretty much took, I saved up a couple batches, I call it boozy fruit, of the infused, um, bourbon-infused fruit. Um, so Free Will was kind enough to save a barrel for us, and we put a whole bunch of this boozy fruit in the barrel. We put more apricots and cherries, some more orange and lemon zest, a little bit more cinnamon and clove, um, and let it sit for a couple, of, like about a month and a half, two months, Um and this is what we have, and it's absolutely amazing. It's um, it's fifteen point seven percent. Wow! Doesn't drink like that at all. Wow! <laughs> it's definitely on the danger danger side, but it is so very good. And I feel like you can just all of the flavors are linear. Like you you get them one at a time, and uh, so they we were trying to figure out a name, and kind of similar with the Anna's bourbon, I couldn't think of a name for this drink. And um, both my sisters have a menu item with their name on it, and so does my dad. And so everybody was like, why don't you just call it Anna's Bourbon? Like, give yourself a menu item. <laughs> and uh, so then it just really took off. And uh, I didn't want to take away from Ralphius because Ralphius, you know, like you said, is just it's so amazing. It's a great stout. So I didn't want to take away from that. Um, but I also couldn't figure out what to call it. So they were just like, just call it Anna's Ralphius then. So um, that's kind of how it came about, and we wanted to celebrate Lehigh Valley Beer Week during the original weekends, and we thought that this would be a great time to release it, uh, because it's still stout season, you know, I mean, aside from today and yesterday, it's still pretty chilly, there's still snow on the ground, but um, it is definitely ready to be enjoyed by everyone, so we have it on draft and in bottles, uh, and you can get it here at Spinnerstown. Coming tomorrow to get some. Yeah. Perfect. That's amazing. That's um that's a big deal. You know, Ralphius I, sells out everywhere. You know, people go nuts for it, you know, all the variants and uh to have your own and to have some like another hidden variant that nobody knows about that's coming out for um you know for this release, that, that's incredible. I, yeah, it's still, I still don't believe it sometimes because um, <laughs> we were just like, yeah, let's just hang out at a brewery and put stuff in a barrel and this will be great. And, uh, but no, it's, it's really fantastic. And so far everyone's really liking it. So that's amazing. Great. Is that on tap now or just this weekend? 
Uh, it is on tap now. So we started today, uh, and it will be all weekend. Uh, and Taylor, I don't know if you saw or not, but they do have a little main dinner on the uh, draft list. Oh, really? Oh, really? We do. <laughs> oh, it's my man. favorite. It's Taylor's like, a dinner fan. It's up there. It's like top five always, for sure. Maybe Probably top three. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so delicious. So, Craig, since, it's, uh, since you're new to the beer week, um, why don't you tell us how McCall's getting involved? Uh, we actually had a meeting today, and we haven't finalized anything, so I'm not going to uh, tease or spoil anything, to be honest. Um, I, my area of expertise for being on this call is consuming the beer at Beer Week for the last many years. So, I mean, uh, I could talk about some of my favorite events. I know I think Jesse and Anna have hit on a bunch of them, but there's some staples that you know people look forward to every year. There's, uh, you know, there's a, the Stouter Day at Strange Brew. Mm-hmm. Or they just load yeah. up with like 15 high ABV stouts that you don't see every day. Uh, they also do an Avery takeover, you know, during the week, which Avery is one of my favorites. So, you know, that's another 15. There's one of the beers on tap that are all double digit ABV. Um, but, you know, Liberty Street Tavern's a spot of mine. They usually get some CVS, some old KVS, and release some stuff. You know, it's, it's really the best thing is it's a combination of supporting the local breweries, which we have 15. Uh, part of the, the we have other brewers guild that are partaking, but it's it's supporting the local breweries, but also a place like Spinnerstown that can bring in some of these beers that are really hard to get that you don't see every day. So when me and my friends were sitting down and looking at the schedule and and picking where we were going on Monday, where we we're going on Tuesday, where we we're going Wednesday, it was always based around you know what beers have we not had, you know, along with supporting some of the local businesses that are doing something, you know, really bizarre. I think the Brick a couple of years ago is a pizza place. They did a a three or four course pairing with with you know, three different pizzas, three different beers, a dessert pizza, a dessert beer. It's just, it's, it gets really wacky. It's all over the place. So it's a, you know, a great combination of supporting local. We have Valley breweries and businesses and then bringing in beer that you maybe never seen or never had before. So people really jump at that. That's yeah, a- I mean, sorry, guys, I didn't cut you off. The, um, what was it, during the, during the week, the, uh, our website, uh, on your, on your phone, um, is the calendar version literally just like you just pull it up and you can like look at, well, what city do I want to go to or what brewery do I want to follow or just what event sticks out. So I think that's a, you know, what Craig was saying, a lot of people just, you know, pull out their phone that week and it's just like, it's just like a, like a Facebook stream of just like all these events. And it's just like, do we go to Bethlehem? Do we go to Easton? Like, where do we go? You know what I mean? And you know, you try to follow the, like I said, you can either try to follow the brewery, or just follow the beer or just go like, what is that event? I got to check that out. And every year it's just, it's just, there, there seems to uh, not be too many events um, to, to hit them all. So that's why everyone keeps coming back for more, I think. Yeah, you but, can't hit them all. It's, we tried. We, we, my group of friends, <laughs> yeah. we tried to get as many as possible. It's really not possible because A, you got to, we actually lucked out. Caitlin um, McCall, and so Chris's wife at uh, McCall Collective, she was actually pregnant the one year, so she was driving us around. It was the perfect <laughs> year because uh, we got to go. So we, that was probably the, the, the most events we hit in a year because we had a designated driver the whole time and it was perfect. <laughs> nice. Um, so while we're, uh, while we're on you, Craig, why don't we uh, talk about this beer real quick that uh, Mr. Steve and I are sipping on? Um, I, we, we started talking about it, I think, at the very beginning of the, of the stream. I don't know if, if that was actually live or not. But uh, why don't you tell us about this? Uh, it's a collab, Pale Ale. Give us some more info. All right, so this is actually a collab between McCall, uh, Collective Brewing, and Union and & Finch, which is also a venue partaking in, uh, in Beer Week. They do every year, I think. It was probably three or four yeah. years ago. Stickman was uh, was kind of coming up, and we didn't get Stickman and Lehigh Valley at all. The first place I had it was actually at Union of Finch. They did a tap takeover for Beer Week, and I got to try all the Stickman beer, so it was pretty cool. But, yeah, this is a pale ale. It's uh, Again, we, we're not too far away from Union Finch. Um, Chris, myself, Matt, our head brewer, we all kind of grew up going there before it was Union and Finch. It was a place called Old Mally's. Yeah. And we, we would go there for a wig night all the time, drink pitchers. Shit. Yeah, drink shit beer, or just a horrible beer. Not pitchers of beer. It was not a craft beer spot then, but that place uh, is gone. These guys have cleaned it up. The, the new owners of the location is awesome. We love the food. It kind of reminds you of a you know, a small spot in Brooklyn somewhere. It literally feels like you're in the city when you go in there, the, the look, the feel, the vibe, and they have great craft beer. So, you know, we love them. We love their food. We, you know, made this pale ale specifically 
on tap there and the brewery. It's the only places you can get it. And then they're selling cans there as well. So uh, it's a 6.4 ABV. Um, we got their you know full partnership. We did their logo on the can. We did everything. Um, they love it. You know, they, they might drink it all before they can sell it. Um, but yeah, that's, it was great to partner with another uh, member. We have Valley Beer Week, so it's kind of, you know, we didn't plan it for being this week uh, when, when Beer Week was, but it turned out great that we could partner with another Allentown business, so the Lehigh Valley business, um, you know, with COVID and everything in this time of year, any kind of business, anything to draw someone into a restaurant and give them a reason, even if they're getting beer to go, food to go, um, is a great thing. And that's another focus of, of why Beer Week exists is, uh, you know, like Jesse mentioned, during a slow time of the year, a cold time of the year, how do we drive business into some of these spots? Yeah, um, that's awesome. The the beer in particular, it's, uh, it's nice because it's definitely got some – some juice, some citrus, you know, it's got a nice haze to it. Um, but it's also got a good amount of hops in it. You know, it's, 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 um, you know, I don't, but there's, there's also this nose to it and I'm trying to figure out exactly what it is. I don't know if it's maybe the cashmere coming through like real hard, but I don't know, Mr. Steve, do you, do you pick up anything unique on the nose? I'm a little sniffly. So no, Me too. But it's just my sniffles. I don't think it's the beer. But I'm still getting a decent flavor from the beer. Yeah. And I've been talking about the the pendulum of the bitter beers to the lagers to the. I'm starting to come back into that pale ale train, and um, and I think this would be a good one to uh to sip on for a little while. Yeah. So Matt, our head brewer, who's really a traditionalist, you know. You know, bitter beers and ESV. We did a great partnership with. I'm just going to keep name dropping here like crazy with with Bond Place over the holidays, which again, another Lehigh Valley Brewery member of the of Beer Week. Uh, we did a collaboration with them. Did an ESV. Uh, it was called Especially Bitter, and, and that was really popular for people that really appreciate an ESV or or transitioning or just the stick of all the haze. You know, the haze craze that's always going on. But nobody uh, drinks ESBs anymore. Stop. I do. People, people loved this beer. I mean, and and Bond, Bond Place is very much. You know, Matt is just like Sam. They're uh, they're traditionalists. They, they don't. They're not going on what's trendy. They, they just make great beer, and people seem to appreciate that. And I kid. I think that's a very. I I think the name hurts it over here because people don't understand what it is. It's it's not a overly bitter beer. It's a very smooth. It's a very balanced beer that you can drink for a night and not feel like your mouth has been attacked, which yeah, is great. An English bitter and an American IPA are literally the exact opposite beers. Not yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So the term bitter in America is, you know, just, you can't even use that term to describe anything anymore because we've just gone, gone as crazy as we can in America with, with hops. So we had, we had the bitter wars of what was that about 2012? Was that the bitter wars? See how, absolute bitter how how high the ibu we can get in a beer the palate wreckers the yeah it like yeah. sucks the moisture outside of your uh, out of your mouth yeah yeah uh, i'm not into it I, i'm fine with leaving that i like a little bit of bitterness i don't mind an old-fashioned west coast but those days i'm uh i'm good i'm good <laughs> i've had my share it's a no for me dog i know it's a no it, for you i've been calling it for years uh talking to my wife i'm not like a huge hoppy guy i'm like a uh, like Craig said, like a, like a traditional beer drinker. So I really like, like, you know, a beer to be the style it is. And I, I really love German beer. I really love uh, Belgian beer. Um, and I'm just, I'm just not like a huge fan of overly hot beers, but that's been like the craze for, for years. And I'm talking to my wife for years. I'm like, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. They're going to start brewing real beers. Watch. And like, I'm starting, I'm slowly starting to see it happen. Cause that's like all I do on, on Facebook and is just follow breweries. And I'm like, they brewed, they brewed a lager? Oh my God. Feel, <laughs> a we've been talking about it for a little while. I feel like lagers and pilsners are back. Like they're really, a lot of different people are embracing them. And I, I'm definitely happy about that. It's the true styles of beer. You can't, you can't mask it with, you know, by throwing raspberries in it. You know I mean? If, it, if, if, it, if you brew a traditionally, you know, German pilsner, that beer has zero taste except for water, hops, malt, and yeast. That's all it tastes like. And it tastes incredible. You know, but if you don't do it right, it tastes disgusting. So, you know, if you, if you add some, you know, some, some fruit into it or, or whatever and be like, oh, it's a, it's a sour Pilsner with raspberries. And you're like, no, that doesn't fly. <laughs> so um, we talked about some of the local stuff, but um, 
do you guys, can you tell us anything that you've got coming in from outside the area that you're excited about? Anna has, Anna always, uh-huh. Finnerstown always has the goods. I know we're still, we're still trying to kind of figure it out. Um, cause we're not quite sure what we're going to be allowed to get at this mm-hmm. point. Um, we do have Pliny the Elder on draft right now because we were going to have it for Lehigh Valley Beer Week. Um, and it was one of the last shipments of Russian River into the area. So we have to kind of see what happens and see how these mitigations on Pennsylvania will, if they'll ease up, um, which I'm kind of hoping that maybe after St. Patrick's Day they will. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, right now we're that's, – that's all John Dale. He's, he's the master of – procuring the oddities and the hard to finds and also i have no idea what he has in the basement like it's it's a maze of it is crazy down there um yeah and that's that's really is insane that's been the cool thing like i said over the last couple years is that because the we have a brewing scene has just exploded and i mean all of the i don't know how many you guys aren't i don't know how far you guys are from the lehigh valley but um I mean, it's. I mean, the Lehigh Valley breweries are, are are getting GABF medals. I mean, like we are like it's a, yeah. It's not just that there's a lot of breweries. Like they're all like really really solid. Um, so you know during beer week, um, if you're gonna put on a brewery that's not from the Lehigh Valley, like you gotta like you gotta bust out the big guns. So no one's like mm-hmm. it's, it's it's either like extremely yeah. local beer or just like. You know, like Craig was saying, like, you know, you got Avery, you got, you know, you know, uh, Russian River, you have these breweries that's like, oh, man, these are this is what heaven tastes like. Um, so like that mixed with all the local stuff, um, it's just it's just incredible. Well, who are some of the uh, the OG Lehigh Valley brewers and breweries that will be involved? So, um, you know, when we started this thing, um I think the only breweries that were around, and Anna, you'll have to correct me, were, uh, I think Weyerbacher's the, the oldest Lehigh Valley brewery. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, Fegley's Brewworks, um, you know, was, was you know, yeah. short to follow that. Um, and then, you know, Two Rivers um, and Funk. I think Funk's, I don't know if they were the first beer week or the second beer week, but their, like, um, opening, like, weekend was, it was a beer week. Um, so they always celebrate their anniversary, you know, during beer week. Um, and that's always been really cool. So yeah, funk two rivers Hi-Jinx is up there too. Hijinks. Yeah. Um, those are just those events, you know, when we were, like I said, like <laughs> I used to, you know, I, my, you know, my brother and his friends and some of that would come up from Philly and I'd be like, Oh, there's events for this beer week thing I, I started. And then we'd go to an event and like the bartenders would be like, uh, there's an event. Like it was like in the beginning, like yeah. even if, if you were working there, like I knew there was an event and they didn't know there was like, they're like, yeah, we have that beer on tap. Is that like special? I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, like it's, it's, it's changed so much because just the, you know, just the demographics of just how many breweries you have to, to pick from. And then just, you know, every, like the, the world kind of just caught on, you know, simultaneously to as we've been doing this. So every year it's just kind of just, just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, you guys being up in the area of Shangies, I don't think people, you know, we're down in Chester County. I don't think people here really understand the the impact of Shangies on that area. And uh, to me, it's almost one of those uh, chicken or the egg things. Did yeah, Shangies Shangi, create the Lehigh Valley beer drinker or did the <laughs> Lehigh Valley beer drinker make something like Shangies come up? Tell us how Shangies kind of helps that area just yeah. in general. Yeah, I mean, talk about OG. Um, I remember driving to mm-hmm. to Shangies with my dad, you know, when I was like, you know, twelve or something like that, and it was in a different building, it was just in this little shack that was just like stacks of beer, you know, and the, the, you know, my just being with my dad, and even my dad being like, well, well this is like so much stuff. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, Shangies. If, if Shangies wouldn't have been a part of this thing, you know, from day one, if they would have been like, this is dumb, then. I, I think the conversation would have stopped there. I mean, I think that, you know, because, you know, they believe in local and, you know, uh, Nima, their owner and, and, and Pat, um, you know, their, their main rep, uh, we've been working with, you know, from day one, you know, you know, believed in this thing. And, um, you know, I, you forget how, I guess in this area, you know what I mean? Like 
you get so spoiled, especially I live like so close to Shangy, so and and I don't know if you've been there recently. They they totally revamped the entire building. It's it's nuts. Oh, it's um, beautiful. It's insane. Beautiful. They have forty beers on tap and, and slushies and just there's like room and I'm like, Oh, there's another room? Oh, there's <laughs> bottles back here? Oh, there's six packs? Like they have like yeah. I mean wall to wall coolers and you know I, I don't, uh, you get, you get spoiled. Like, I don't know, you know, where, where other people get their beer. Um, but if you go to that distributor and then you go to any other distributor, you're like, Hmm, you know, so I, you know, they I just and, you know, discovered all those back rooms. <laughs> yeah. And, and then as far as, um, importing beer, um, you know, when they get beer from, from Germany or from Belgium, or, you know, even if, you know, if they're getting stuff, you know, from, from other States, I mean, like they're the only people that get it, you know what I mean? Like, so, it's not like if you go to a distributor, you know, whatever distributor it is, and, and you pick up a case of, you know, this Belgian beer, that's probably been in so many different trucks by the time it got to, you know, wherever you're at, that it's like, how, <laughs> I mean, and obviously everyone now knows how important fresh beer is, you know, and, and just, you know, being, everyone gets, you know, kind of spoiled just being like, oh, everyone has a local brewery close to them. And you just get that, like, that taste, like you're saying, you're, you're tasting that beer right now and you're you're picking up on all the, all the different, you know, uh, you know, the different tastes, the different, the other, you know, senses, you know, in the mouthfeel and the, you're, you're getting the citrus and you're getting this, like, you know, if that beer were to sit on a shelf for six months, you wouldn't get half of those characteristics. Um, so yeah, you really get spoiled with, 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 uh, how awesome the scene is here. And we're, you know, it's the Lehigh Valley. It's, you know, you talked to, I talked to, I worked in, you know, I worked for Iron Hill for the last year and a half and no one even knows. I'm like, I work in, I live in Allentown. They're like, What's that? I'm like, it, it's the third biggest city in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's funny hearing you talk about the Belgian beers. I think I'm, I was probably a little bit more of a Belgian guy than John was. You know, I remember trying to find the West Flederland when it came over for the, that mm-hmm. little limited release and that a, a place like Shangies, that's like, all right, that's, that's the kind of place we got to hit. I never got lucky on that one, but I'll let that go. But I got it. <laughs> when- <laughs> I, I got some. I, I got, got some. one. I got one. I I got a couple left. I'm good. When um, the uh, when Pennsylvania state laws changed, uh, and for the six packs and and smaller, so when well, you have to buy a case and I can buy bottles and you can do the small crowlers and the large crowlers. That was like game changing. A shame. He's like, that's when all those back oh, rooms yeah. opened up when you could just build your own six packs mm-hmm. and they could sell and they could sell six packs versus just cases and then putting all those tap lines in. Uh, you're huge supporters. That, I mean, Shanghai's impact on the Lehigh Valley beer scene is insane. You, you don't think about how the laws can help things evolve and help things change, and and it's helping different businesses like Shanghai to to stay open. I think that's that's great. Well, you know, we talked about the you know the the brotherhood you know slash sisterhood of of the brewing industry. Um, you know, Pennsylvania breweries. You know, not just you know Lehigh Valley brewery, breweries, but you know, Pennsylvania breweries. It's, 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 there's been such a huge um, just, you know, collaboration between, you know, the, the Pennsylvania Brewers Association and, um, you know, they're able, because they have such a, you know, a huge network of, of breweries, they're able to, you know, to lobby for, for, for laws that, that make sense. And, uh, you know, like Craig said, when we were able, when the breweries were able to, you used to have, if you went to a brewery, the only, and this is, you know, we had, when, like when we have Valley Burek started at that time, if you went to a brewery, you could taste beer or you could buy a case of beer. That's it. Mm-hmm. That was the law. So you couldn't, you know, now like you can't go to, and, but you had to, if you, if they sold food, then, then that like was a different thing. And that was like a different, you know, but you know, kind of getting every year, kind of like knocking down these old laws um, and making it more, you know, accessible for the public to, to, you know, to walk into a brewery and, and that to be, you know, an event, not just like, you know, you used to think of going to a brewery as like going to like a factory. Like you'd like go in, you buy your box and you get out. Now you can go to a brewery and hang out and, you know, breweries have kind of, you know, been able to kind of live that life where they're able to kind of have their own beer gardens and, you know, then they're, they're adding food trucks and, and things like that. So, um, it's just, you know, it just, it feels, it feels so great to, to see that, you know, in, in these small towns, you know, I, I grew up in Hellertown, which is like the smallest town in the world. And, you know, Lost Tavern, uh, you know, coming in there um, in the middle of the town. I mean, I could have never imagined that there would be a brewery in that town. And there's there's food trucks and there's live music. And I'm like, Hellertown's cool. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. And that and the, the, the breweries did that. You know, those guys did that. And it's just it's incredible. 
John, are you ready to open up the uh, second one? Or are you uh, still? I'm on it. You're on it already? Which ones did oh, you what do? What is that? Dude, if, if looking at this can, and I think those are those weird those weird um, candies that are like hard, but then as soon as you put them in your mouth, they dissolve. You know what I'm talking about? You see what I'm, yeah. what I'm talking about? They're not like candies, the, like mints. Like They're almost the like mints fruity at a when diner? you a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah diners, diners. You get a spoonful yeah. of the like, communal mints. If I would have looked at this can before I opened it, I would have nothing to do with it. <laughs> just because of that picture. Uh, but it is very, very good. Mr. Steve, you haven't cracked it yet, have you? No, I don't even know which one that is. This is the uh, the sour. Oh, well, that wasn't on my list. I thought it was. No. I thought you said we were doing the sour. What no. is it? So this one, um, shout out, Craig. Thank you for uh, for hooking this up. This is Lost Tavern, Double the Jams, Ambrosia, Sour Ale with Ooh. pineapple, orange, yeah. coconut, marshmallow, and vanilla. I crushed that segue, nice. I guess. Huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's <laughs> intense. Job. It's It's very intense. They make good stuff. Yeah, they're, they're two locations now. They're they really obvious, obviously high value beer week participants. We're gonna keep dropping them. You know, a big part of our our focus is not just uh, marketing for that week. When you're a member, we have a beer week. Uh, we're supporting these venues and breweries for everything they're doing all year round. So um, we want to you know make sure that we're we're continuing to shout them out. But yeah, Lost Tavern's great. They, they opened up a second location in Bethlehem uh, where they have food as well. So great little location there. Um, this was this beer was just released on uh, Tuesday there Tuesday and then Wednesday in Hellertown so I grabbed those but yeah they're great you can't, you can't go wrong with Lost Taverns releases they're good sometimes a little heavy on the lactose which some people don't like but I mean I, I don't go all in on lactose beers but their stuff's just good the Double Jam series is really really good sometimes they run it through uh, a Randall of like uh, Mike and Ike's or Sour Mike and Ike's and things like that it's location it's really really unique it's really good. I'm looking That's for awesome. I don't think those beer. guys sleep because I feel like they release a new beer. It seems like every day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's and like every other week or something like that. It's crazy. Yep. And once the breweries get a second they're location, okay. once they get a second location, there's, you know, there's more taps available. So then they can just brew more beer. So there's, I looked at their tap list, I think yesterday and I'm like, damn, like I got to get out of the house. I mean, they're just, they're, and they're, they're cool about, um, you know, brewing traditional beers too. You, you know, you talked about the, you know, the English bitter, um, you know, I think it was called a uh, Edgewick's, uh, as one of their, one of their flagship beers, you know, they brew, they brew a, you know, an English style bitter as a flagship beer. And that like, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen these days. So, you know, it's always nice when the breweries take a chance that, you know, that's not going to be a popular beer. I think the, the, you know, the thing in the brewery industry is, you know, don't brew a, a, a brown beer. No one drinks them. You know, you've got to brew a hazy beer or like a, you know, it's got to be 11 percent or something like that, you know. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I'm glad that that there's places like McCall out there, and I'm sure a lot more. Um, but just there's such a broad range of styles on the menu. Like I just went for dinner the other night. Well, I guess it was last night. Um, the the beers were fantastic. I mean, I I liked everything that I had. Um, I usually don't like wheat beers, but the um, the collaborations beer is that what it's called, Greg? Uh, the, the, the contributions, contribution. the yeah, that's, that's the beer that we launched. That's what we talked about last time we were on the podcast yeah, we were, yeah. so before was, we opened up. Yeah. Yeah. I was excited to try that one because that was, you know, the first one that you guys opened with and, uh, wheat beers are usually not my thing. And, um, but there was something about it. Maybe it was like a little bit of a dry finish that, you know, I got that wheat beer. Maybe it's the, the yeast that I was like, man, I'm not crazy about it. And then, and then I just couldn't stop drinking it. Um, and then roast Malone, I thought was fantastic. Like, yeah. I just great, that's great cover art. That was great. I got to that stuff too. That's great. Yeah. We, 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 tr- we tried to get a season desist. We tried really hard. We did <laughs> tag them on every Instagram post. We tried. We thought it would be great. Listen, we're like, listen, this could go one or two ways. People are gonna love the beer, and no one's gonna notice the label, or 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 his people find out, and we get a season desist, and it makes the news, and then people really want the beer. That didn't yeah. happen, but people, but people still do enjoy the beer. Yeah, but I mean, you know, a, a, a roasty red ale, you know, it's it's just something that you don't see on a tap board very often anymore. And mm. it was just really unique, and it was really well done. And, you know, it's one of those things that I feel like um, 
when, when you're sitting and getting a flight somewhere and you're trying these different styles, um, you know, you can start to tell when things are really well executed. And I feel like that's what's going on there. Um, they're very, very good at what they do. They're brewing great beer. And, uh, you know, there's nothing that's off. There's nothing that's um, that tastes bad or, or different. I mean, it's just they were all fantastic styles. So you guys are definitely killing it there. Thanks. Yeah. Matt, Matt's good. Matt's really, Matt's, uh, again, real traditionalist, his background, you know, he's, he's been local. He worked at the, um, the Bethlehem, uh, the state home brewer store. That's how he met Sam at bond place back in the day. And you know, he went through Sam Adams head brewer at Coney Island, um, Coney Island brewing, which is part of uh, Boston beer as well. So yeah, he, he's definitely worked his way up from home brewing. He's, he's had the right relationships in the Lehigh Valley. It's how some of our partnerships and our collabs have come through. So yeah, I mean, it's been our approach the whole time, and that's you know really my approach with with joining the board here with Lehigh Valley Beer Week too. Is just make, let's, let's, every, let's bring everybody up. Everybody can win. Uh, you know, no one comes in to to shut down the rest of the Lehigh Valley breweries. No one's coming in to steal customers. It really is uh, like a brotherhood in the Lehigh Valley, and we have you know new breweries like Seven Sirens just opened a year ago. They're now part of Beer Week. Uh, Brew Daddies in Allentown, who just opened up just about a year ago as well, partaking in Beer Week. Oh, there we go. Yeah, so. So it's great. They're they're coming in. They're joining. They're, you know, they're they're part of the, the Brewers Guild. They're doing you know creative things aside of Beer Week as well. So it, it's it's just a great scene. And again, things like Beer Week, things like Shangies, things like these other breweries, hijinks that have been around for all these years, all coming up in the Lehigh Valley have all contributed to you know the boom. And then places like Spinnerstown is not even it's not even in the core of the Lehigh Valley. Like all the other great guys supporting the Lehigh Valley Beer Week. I see someone in the comments talking about Sabatini's. Oh, Sabatini's is my spot up in Scranton. I love Sabatini's. Their pizza is amazing. They got some really good beer up there as well. Uh, they're really far away, but if they can, if we can get them in part of Beer Week, that'd be great. They're but they're uh, yeah, they're a hike. <laughs> Who's got the better selection? Yeah, my Sabatini's. Shangies. are are, are I to, Shangies a member that we have like Beer Week, so I'm going to go. <laughs> and they have slushies, so you know, if you're into that. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's funny. Mr. Steve, what did you uh, what did you end up cracking? I cracked open the uh, the Fagleys, the uh, weird kids on the block, hazy and juicy pineapples and mango. I, I actually haven't had a sip yet because I poured it really poorly, and I'm embarrassed to bring it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can just get a lot of the get a lot of the, uh, the aroma that way. Drinking it two handed. It's my buddy Tim. He's a uh, I worked with him a while back, but um, he's in Allentown. He's a Lehigh Valley guy, but I think he's also like a, a whiskey guy. So we got to get him into the beer scene. I want to give a quick uh, shout out. Uh, I'm sipping. I've been sipping on uh, some Levante tonight. Uh, this Mango mm-hmm. Mountain. Nice. Uh, this is one of the best sours I've ever had. Seriously, I just recently got my first Mercury shipment in, and. Uh, I'm just thrilled to. I was thrilled to get beer in the mail, so that was pretty cool. And uh, it it helps that it's tremendous. It's amazing. The stuff's really really good. It tastes better when it's mailed. Actually, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That one, that's another great thing. That's you know you try to find the positives of in the in the situation that's going on right now. I mean, obviously a lot of a, a lot of breweries, bars, restaurants are, are hurting right now during during this uh, this time. And uh, a cool thing that's come about has been it's gotten easier to get beer. Um, so, you know, God bless. <laughs> so, you know I mean? Like it's a lot of the, and I've been loving it. Um, you know, a lot of the breweries now, um, you know, you get four buttons on your phone, swing by, you can do curbside mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, a lot of the breweries, um, you know, be working in the restaurant. I typically, uh, you know, have days off that, you know, other people don't. So I'd be like, all right, it's a Monday. Let's go check out a brewery. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody's closed. Yep. McCall's, um, McCall's open. There you go. So, <laughs> so you know now. It's, yeah, but exactly. You know, you know, you see me, and um, you know, but now you've been seeing. I've been seeing some of these breweries who I know used to be closed. They're 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 available now for for to go beers and things like that. And it's it's so easy. I mean, literally, like a lot of the breweries are using, you know, the same uh, this system called Toast. This uh, the same POS system. So it literally, like, saves your information. You know, you can save your credit card information there, and it's you know, you know, I know Bond Place has it, I know, uh, I think Funk has it, McCall has it, and literally just it saves your information. And you're like, you know, you can order some food, some to-go beer, you know, and then 
you know, you can order like, you know, you can get, you know, draft beer through a crowler or a growler. You can get, mm-hmm. you know, cans. So, and you just, I've been seeing just like everyone's beer lists have o- like opened up. Everyone's doing like a lot more canning uh, and stuff like that. So, you know, for someone who, you know, you don't, if you're, you know, you don't want to leave your house, you know, or, or whatever, uh, there's still like a ton of craft beer options available. And I think when we get into the warmer weather and people want to get outside more, I think it's going to be next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was one of my favorite things um, is when everybody was needing to do that pivot and get that online ordering platform. And like four or five of my favorite places all got the same POS. So yep. just like you were saying, like, I've got an account, my card on there, and like, just like yeah. you said, three or four clicks, and you've got beer, you know, getting delivered or easily picked up or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, you know, this time it's forced, uh, you know, everyone to kind of stay on their toes and, you know, be creative and, and find a way. And like I said, that's that's always been the coolest thing about about Lehigh Valley Burek and the, the brewing industry in general is that everyone's just got so much creativity um, you know, boring people don't, don't brew beer. I mean, cre- creative people want to, want to express themselves. You know, they're, these brewers are, you know, mad scientists that are, are making these beers and, you know, they're in this industry, everyone's creative. And, you know, during this time, you know, just seeing people find a way to, to survive this, this craziness. And then, you know, like I guess I just think of everyone's, you know, creativity that they've already shown, you know, over the past, you know, several months, you know, kind of take that into hopefully a safer time, you know, in, in May when we can do beer week. And I think that creativity is going to just, just blow up. I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> and how have you, um, how has things changed and adapted and, and how are things going at Spinnerstown with, you know, this, the craziness that's been the last, whatever it's been 18 months now. I mean, crazy and insane are probably the two best words you can use for that. Um, <laughs> we, it, that pivot, I remember that initial shutdown and I had my servers were texting me and they were like, hey, so I see on the news we're not going to be able to open tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. That's nonsense. Um, and then, you know, of course, you I start looking things up and then, you know, it's like 1030 at night and you're trying to figure out what you have to do or what you're allowed to do. So, um, you know, that initial like two weeks into shutdown, and then we, when you figure out, okay, this is going to be a while, we're going to be closed for a bit, what can we do? Like, what can set us apart? Um, what, can, what is the new, next new thing? What is something that we can easily attain? And our head chef, Nate, loves smoking and barbecuing things. Like, he lo- loves it. So being out by that pit is, like, the best thing he can do. <laughs> and we had just recently bought, like, a huge smoker. Um, cause we had like a couple little baby ones and that would get us by and you could do fun things. Um, so what we ended up coming up with was a drive through barbecue and that is a complete 180 pretty much from what Spinnerstown <laughs> is known for. But right. now all of a sudden Spinnerstown is the new barbecue spot. Like, um, Brilliant. Brilliant. I never would have thought that was something that we could do, but I mean, we had our team. Like our kitchen staff is just fantastic. And this drive through barbecue really allowed us actually to bring our employees back. It allowed us to bring the kitchen staff back almost full time because we needed so much help to get this done. Like we announced that we were doing this and we had a really good, you know, a good line through the parking lot. And then um, more and more people start talking about it. And uh, somebody who, let us borrow the same smoker that we have now. We asked if we could borrow his smoker. So we had two of these same smokers going just to keep up with demand. And then JJ at links. Yeah. And we sold out and JJ at links, let us borrow his smoker as well. So we had three smokers at one point uh, (laughs) just to keep up with demand for this. And WFMZ did uh, a spotlight on us and they waited in line and they went and interviewed people like, it was just crazy. And so that that idea and that ingenuity really, really, I think, kind of set us apart from other people um, that kept our name relevant, which was huge, especially when you're hearing all these names that, like, you love going to different restaurants or different places and they can't open. Um, 
for any of number of reasons. And so this was just, that was one of those things that really, really helped and saved us. And that was cool. And we were selling beer to go. We were selling wine to go. We were doing mixed drinks because um, something they allow you to do now is cocktails mm-hmm. to go. So we were doing drink kits to go. So um, that was really cool. That was something that like really, I think, put us on the map for that ingenuity and new things. Yeah. And kept Spinner's Town in the forefront. That's amazing. Good for you. That That's such yeah. a cool story to hear, you know, that you guys found something new that mm-hmm. worked for you guys and to have all that excitement and hype behind it. That's amazing. We actually have a, a uh, new yeah, member of your league. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never would have thought that the state police would be like, you're causing a traffic problem. Can you fix that? <laughs> so, um, in a, in a good way, like, and then half the time, you know, there's some troopers that live in the area and they're in the barbecue line too. So it was. And getting it, cocktails to go. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> no, mostly the brisket, actually all the brisket. So. <laughs> all right. Well, before we wrap things up, um, I just want to give you guys one last opportunity, any events coming up, any participants that you want to give a shout out to or plug, um, please, you know, let everybody know some of the more exciting things or things that you guys are excited for and that we can look forward to. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be planning a uh, an all all venue um, meeting, which we typically do as we kind of get closer to the beer week. Um, and now, the, as you can probably see through our social media and stuff like that, everyone's kind of everyone has to, everyone signs up every year. Um, and uh, you know, now's the time where everyone's kind of re-signing up, and then as people sign up. Um, and then the coolest thing is we do that, um, when we do the meetings, usually, obviously they're usually in person. Um, but then you'd see, like we do the meetings, we kind of talk about what we're going to do for the year and stuff like that. And then you'd kind of see the meeting, like that part of the meeting takes like, you know, whatever, 20 minutes. But then the rest of the meeting is just like, you see like this bar owner and like this brewery kind of like off on the side and you're like, ah, oh, they're working on something. So I think now's the time where, where everyone's kind of starting to kind of work on everything. Um, and uh, you just keep your eyes peeled to the to the social media and, and the website because uh, you know the events will start popping up and then uh, then it's then it's go time. Yeah, we're announcing venues almost almost. You know, I'm trying to do a, a venue a day, trying to highlight. So I'm I'm, I'm going to shout out some of the breweries we did mention. We mentioned Bond, Bozergeist is part, Budaddy's, Fagley's, Funk, Hijinks, Hot Pill. Uh, we didn't mention uh taylor house we also didn't mention we mentioned two rivers weyerbacher yurgi you know we have so, some other new members uh it's actually a, a pizza it's a guy brian he makes pizza out of his house out of an oven and he started selling it during the pandemic mm-hmm. uh it's it's, it's other, he's only on instagram it's local underscore stone you order he posts what he's got what days you make your order via dms on instagram uh, then you pick him up at his place. You know, he's got all the certifications and stuff. It's great pizza. He's doing Sicilian. He's doing deep dish uh, Chicago style. He actually did a pop-up event at Ooh. Bond Place as well. So, you know, you can get your beer and your Bond Place beer. Uh, so he's taking part in Beer Week. So it should be really fun to see where he pops up and where his, uh, his pizza is going to be. But um, tons of new members, like I said, uh, you know, announcing uh, one a day and really kind of highlighting them and making sure that people know where the events are going to be at once we announce them. That's awesome. Um, The last uh, thing we're going to do here is a little tradition that we have that I usually forget to prepare for, but uh, it's called Toast of the Week. So uh, we usually do a little toast to something. Um, I'm I'm probably going to start. We're going to go through the normal people here. If you guys have anything, you can add on too. Um, So for me, uh, down in Texas, I've been dealing with a customer, and last week, everything went to shit and it was really crazy to see like a power outage, the snow, just how unprepared they were. Um, but you know, us being, you know, in, in the, um, you know, working with the industries and whatnot, it was really cool to see a few breweries step up and they were just bottling and doing whatever they could canning, uh, offering, you know, filtered or, you know, just, incredible, probably filtered water um, out to people who really had no supply. Uh, one of our previous guests, uh, Marcus over at Weathered Souls, um, I forget the other one, Roadmap Brewing, I think, down in San Antonio also. But that was really cool to see how they were just stepping up and doing whatever they could. They were saying, hey, like, the doors are open, even though it's early, we're not serving beer, but come in, 
and and you know they're putting out two three thousand gallons of, of water a day. Um, so shout out to them, toast to them, great work, great job. Taylor, you got something? Uh, yeah, sure. I will. Um, my toast of the week, uh, Daft Punk. They announced their retirement this week, and um, countless musicians, countless artists have been influenced by these guys. They're so meticulous. They're so brilliant. And um, th- I keep seeing people saying they broke up. I don't know what happened, but I, I keep I-, I think that they're retiring. They're old as hell. They've been doing this for so long, and they've made their footprint big enough for, for a billion Daft Punk. So Daft Punk... Cheers to you guys. I know they're listening. I know they're listening. <laughs> Huge fans of the show. They're French. They don't like beer. The um the Mandalorian memes that I've been seeing about that punk have been killing me. They're so good. So when it was like they retired and it's like two uh it, like hand dryers in the bathroom, I was like, ah, I can't. I can't do. They've been good. They've the been disrespect. Good. Steve, what do you got? I'm toasting WandaVision. I think it's better than The Mandalorian at this point. It's Holy so shit. good. It's bringing Shot stuff fired. back from all these movies. It's setting up stuff. <laughs> it's so fun. Just the end credit scene that they did in the 2000s show, because they never did them until the 2000s. Taylor, you love Spoilers. it. Spoilers. Vision, so good. Toast. Toast. Man, that's a good one. Wow. Good one. Shots fired. we'll get into it later but i'm i'm taking my first real deep dive into the mcu and i'd love to talk to you guys about it but any of you guys have a um a toast or anything that you want to shout out quick before we go i don't know what the rules are give me the music anything (laughs) give me the music uh, i'll give a toast to carson wentz Hey, that's a good one. Good nothing one. but nothing but class. I wish him luck. Let's go on. I hope, yeah. I hope you go. I, I hope things work out. I, I really the Super Bowl there. We fire higher. We fire Howie Roseman the next day. Yes, <laughs> he's the one that should have gone. We've been saying it for weeks. <laughs> They're going to win the AFC South. Watch. They should. <laughs> Anybody else got anything? Uh, I'm so put on the spot. I don't know. It's okay. It's all right. You ready, Let's John? Wrap up the podcast. Let's do it. See if we get the music. Is it working? It's working. Oh my god! I fixed it. <laughs> now I'm like waiting for the intro. I'm way. I'm. I'm so messed up. <laughs> Let's just start over. <laughs> I'm wait. I'm waiting for the post to go. But guys, listen. Um, Jesse, Anna, Craig, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. It's been a blast. Uh, if any, any, if any of you took the time to hang out, to listen, to watch. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, real quick, a couple upcoming shows we've got. We're going to be doing the Locust Lane uh, collab with Fam. That'll be our next episode. We're going to talk to the guys at Beer Maker. Check out beermaker.com, uh, B-E-E-R-M-K-R. And we're also going to be talking to Wrong Crowd Brewing out of Westchester. So um, lots of very exciting stuff coming up. But Also, uh, make sure you check out... Uh- Yesterday in five minutes on YouTube, series premiere on Monday. Follow MBN Network on YouTube. Do it now, people. And then also the website, it's scrolling at the bottom there, LehighValleyBeerWeek.com, May 15th to 22nd. Is that right? So awesome. Keep an eye, follow them on social media. Look for all the events. It's going to be a ton of fun, a lot of stuff. I'm sure we're going to make a trip up there and and try to at least get something something in. But uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out and letting us talk at you. And we will see you next time.